0: Get a client as soon as possible get a clear message and
1: get on stage welcome to the business ownership podcast brought to you by awareness strategies helping you navigate the waters between entrepreneurship and ownership hey there peeps this is michelle Nedelek and i am super glad that you're here with us today because i am here with my most amazing guest moira moira thank you so much for being here with us today <laughs> it is my pleasure michelle nice so, give us a five thousand foot view of who you are and what you love to do. <laughs>
0: so, I what do, oh, what I love to do, we'd be here all night if I actually got into that. But uh, what I what I do in a day? <laughs> wrong
1: show, <laughs> wrong show.
0: <laughs> so, I mostly well, you know how I, a lot of entrepreneurs they get into their business and they you know they wanna they wanna get out there more and they find that posting on social and doing all the usual stuff just isn't getting them the results they want. Well, I show them how to use speaking to get on stages worldwide, become a sought after authority and build a globe trotting lifestyle of freedom if they are into freedom-based lifestyles like I am and build a six or multiple six-figure revenue stream in the process.
1: Nice, love it. And we are going to go into depth about that, people. But first I have to get Moira to say her full name and where she's from because I love the sound of this. Check it out. (laughs)
0: So, my name is Maureen Yalher, and I'm from Donegal, which is in the northwest of Ireland. (laughs)
1: That's awesome. So, tell me, how did you get into speaking and and lifestyle speaking? Because to me, they're two totally different things. When somebody's setting up their business, having a lifestyle speaking um, business is a specialty unto itself. So, how did you get into that?
0: Well, I would love to say that I went to Toastmasters and I did all my training and all the
1: things,
0: (laughs) but that just did not happen. (laughs) I would love to say it was an elegant uh, transition, but it wasn't at all. I literally living in the northwest corner of Ireland when I started my business first, Michelle, I had so little access to resources like networking events. And I wasn't I was not going to learn all about the tech stuff. I was just like pouring like time and energy into all sorts of stuff tactics and all sorts of things and I was like I need to find a faster a faster way I was driving home from a networking event I had to drive an hour sometimes four or five hours to find networking events and I saw a sign it was a local event for a conference which is very unusual in this part of the world and I was like I need to be speaking at that event I have a message they need to know what I'm doing so I was like, you know what, I'm just going to ask. So I drove over to the office, uh, walked in, started shaking when my hand got to the door. I was like, what the hell are you going to say, Moira? And I just knocked on the door and I was like, hi, my name is Moira and I really think I should be one of the speakers on your, in your event. And he was like, uh, he asked me all these questions. I answered them and he goes, yeah, you're booked. And I was like, oh, okay, that's brilliant. Thank you so much. And I went outside and freaked out. <laughs> 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 Go, what am I'm I going to talk about? I didn't think this through which I think is the way to go with success but um so um I realized uh, after I did that gig and I you know it was it was I would say it was a it was an okay humbling performance I didn't I certainly didn't know what I know these days but after I got off stage, two people came up to me straight away and said, never heard of business being spoke about in this way. Are you taking on new clients? And I was like, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I am. Uh, so got two clients booked. And then the best thing happened is the a woman came up to me and said that she runs an, a prestigious event in Ireland that's going to have 200 people at it. They had big name speakers and she wanted me to be one of the speakers. And I was just like, oh, my gosh, are you kidding me? And I remember my mom was at the event bless her, she's not with me now. And I got into the car with my mom and I was like, mom, I was like, that took me an hour, 30 minutes even. I've just created two sales, which at the time was about 7,500, 8,000, something like that. And I've just booked myself to speak at an event that's gonna have 200 people at it. I'm killing myself. And I was like, that is it. Speaking is the way forward. I don't know how I'm gonna do this. I don't think I'm the best speaker, but if I can create that type of result, sign me up. And that's how I got started.
1: Nice. I love it. So give us kind of the full (laughs) the full tale of because I know that those were what you like to refer to as humble beginnings. I think they're awesome beginnings. And since then you have blossomed and grown into a mecca of international speakers and helping them. So what are you doing now to um for fun and giggles, I guess. (laughs)
0: well this time last year I was in Bali for fun and giggles with my laptop speaking on virtual stages that was awesome and uh these days so do you mean like work-wise like do you want me to say lifestyle-wise either either or both yeah so obviously I'm doing loads of virtual stages. Like that is my jam now. I do a monthly challenge, which makes sure that all the virtual stages I'm doing, people have another opportunity to get to know me more. So I think it's really important if you're like doing virtual stages. I just don't think they're as hot as live stages, like in person. I think you need to do like maybe two or three virtual stages to get the same result you would get in a live audience. So um, that's what I've been doing. I've been absolutely loving that because I'm connecting with people from all over the world, inviting guest speakers, and that's been filling my, my program as well, which has been absolutely awesome. And uh, I just got back from hosting an event with my clients in Valencia. So I'm super excited to be bringing international retreats back into my business. The next one's going to be in Italy, and I'm looking at one in Mexico, because here's the thing. <laughs> I figured out that this speaking thing can help me travel the world. <laughs> so it's not a case of when people see me speaking in New York or they see me speaking in Valencia or whatever, they're like, oh, how did you get booked to do that? It's like, I choose where I want to go. That's what I do. And then I decide when I want to go. And then I start looking at opportunities that I can build around what I desire, what I want for me. And it's so much easier. So that's what I've been doing. And that's what I'm working on at the moment. And I'm looking forward to taking a month off in August and heading down to Tulum in Mexico.
1: <laughs> nice. I love Tulum. Yeah. Tulum's awesome. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. When I, um, I mean, I love it and I'm a huge advocate for it because to me, speaking was paramount at being able to travel. My goal was to travel three weeks out of four. So three weeks out of the the month, I was not home. <laughs> I'd come home I'd do my dry cleaning, pack up another bag, pack three bags, head <laughs> out and just exchange suitcases for a while. And I absolutely adored that lifestyle. I mean, it was awesome. I got to speak everywhere. From, I've spoken in uh, Portugal. I've spoken in Europe. I've spoken in Sydney and everywhere in between. And to me, it's... Um, not only fabulous in the lifestyle of being able to travel, but the people me are mm-hmm. awesome and fantastic and diverse. And so just for giggles, um, tell us some of the stories of the people you've met, the culture you've experienced, the things that you've done because of the laptop speaking experience.
0: Yeah, it does, it just gives you the opportunity to connect with the most incredible people. Um, but client, I've, I've met the most amazing clients speaking yeah. in the most random places. Like I was uh, speaking at a, how would you call it, a beach hut type of like um, a nomadic cafe in uh, Bali. And uh, when I showed up to speak, it was literally just a table like right on the beach. And I was like, oh, okay, this is interesting. So I started, I, di- I did my talk and it wasn't even the people that were at my table that ended up being the best connections. It was the people that started to move in from the outside going like, what's this about? And I ended up meeting this guy. He had this really incredible idea about this water company and he had no idea what he was going to do with it. So afterwards we hooked up. I shared with him what I thought he could do with speaking. And he was just like, you've just blown my mind today. He was like, this is exactly what I needed. So it's funny how the universe takes you apart. So he left that event and he was just like, I, he had so many opportunities that he could, stages that he could speak on, but he never thought about it. So he met, he has messaged me from time to time, like giving me an update saying you totally rocked my world that day. And he wasn't even at the talk.
1: <laughs> oh, this is awesome. Well, and what I love about what you do is you not only exemplify the lifestyle, you're teaching people how to create businesses this way and create lifestyles for themselves yeah
0: absolutely absolutely like one of my clients at the moment I met her uh, actually this is a funny story I was like lying in bed one night with my phone I know I should not do that but, um, I was I was like right that's it I'm going to sleep and I rolled over and I hit a clubhouse room by mistake and next thing you know I can hear this woman's voice and I'm like that's a fascinating voice, you know. So I just started listening in. And then she started saying, Oh, we've got someone in the room called Moira. And she read my message. She does grow trotting lifestyle. So she's like, Moira brought me to the stage. And I'm literally lying in bed. The <laughs> lights are out. And I'm just like, <laughs> I'm going, go, hello, like jump to action. And it was such an instant connection. And then fast forward to a couple of months later, we started working together. She literally went from being one hundred and fifty dollars an hour singing coach to selling 15K packages within four weeks and started living a lifestyle of freedom. All of a sudden, she got all these different opportunities. It was like when she said yes to herself, everything opened up for her. And she was in Valencia speaking at my event just there last month. And she said that she literally went from being like, I don't know where I'm going. My business is not working. I need to make more money. And then I roll over in bed and her life changes.
1: (laughs) That is awesome. I love it. I yeah, also she, love how you're always ready to be on stage like that. There's always ready to be on stage. And then there's that.
0: <laughs> I know that's what one of my coaches says, like, where well, you are literally one of these people that could wake you up at four in the morning. You would jump out and just do the thing. And I was just like, yeah, I guess I would, you know.
1: <laughs> Clearly. Awesome. Yeah, and, that,
0: so- and, that, and that comes with practice don't uh, please don't let your listeners think that I'm sort of some sort of natural that's that is absolutely not the case I've had my own battles with fear of speaking not knowing what to say all of those things but you've got to face all of those problems by getting out there and just doing it right and that's what I did and that's why I can do this now because I've spoken so many times and I've taken stock of what works and all of that stuff.
1: I love it so Let's start with uh, who you love to serve and support. Who are some of your favorite clients that you love to work with?
0: Yeah, well, I particularly love really driven women that are transitioning out of a, another career into coaching. So they have a really great foundation of being having great personalities, being confident, just have a skill set that's so transferable. Like just before we started on this podcast, um, I was one of my uh, new clients I was just, she was just did her first talk and like literally this is her. She only joined the program three weeks ago, but I mean, she reminds me of me eight years ago. I'm like, give me the stuff, I'll do it. So, and she, she's been, she been, she was a rock star. She's like sang on stage at Prince with Lenny Kravitz with all these like, I mean, and she's developed this amazing product, this service. And I'm just watching her now, and I'm just in awe. I'm just like, you go, girl! And that's the type of woman I, w- I want to work with. When you're miss, you're connected so deeply with a mission, and you can use all like rely on all the skills that you have. And it's not about you; it's about the people that are out right there that need your help. Those are the type of women that I love to work with. And of course, there's a few good men that fall into that category as well. But I would say I am 80/20 women. <laughs>
1: Nice. Love that. So when you're working with somebody, what do you find are some of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're, especially when they're transitioning from a career and they're going, okay, I'm so done with this. I'm guessing that oftentimes it's like, I'm done with this and I don't want to talk about it. anymore, (laughs) And, And they just leave like 30 years of experience on the table. But what do you see are the biggest mistakes?
0: Yeah, I think the biggest mistakes are is they make, they they make having a business too much of a big deal, like having Mm -hmm. all of the pieces, the website, the branding, the, the produced sizzle reel, like all the stuff that you think you need, when actually they're just crutches, you don't need them at all, like that, that, that is going to kill your chances, you're better off to just build on the way. Right. Don't think that it's just like that stuff drives me nuts. I didn't even have like um, a website when I was like. I think I was like making six figures or something before I really had a website. You would, if you went online and looked for me, you would have seen a picture of me standing beside a mountain or a lake, uh, uh, promoting uh, tours in Ireland. (laughs) I was a six-figure coach. You're like, who is that? But the thing is, when the thing is, when you speak, when you start speaking, you're going to be speaking at smaller events more and generally tend to be like close-knit community communities like networking groups so everybody knows each other the organizer has qualified you as somebody that they should know by inviting you to speak i never find anybody checked my social media or my website and says oh my you said yesterday that you're uh, a coach and such and such but i saw on your website that you're selling tours like nobody did and that's the power of your story as well Right? So I would always tell people like what my journey was. So if they would look me up, they would, that, they would say, oh, she told us that. Oh, so people are expecting that part of me. And I think sometimes we try and hide the imperfection stuff about you, like share it all. That's what I would say. And I think that that's one of the biggest mistakes that people make when they're transitioning. You need, and then, then they spend, end up spending maybe 20, 30,000 on stuff over like a year, maybe two years period. They still don't know how to have a client. They don't. They still don't have a clear message. And those are the those are the most important things. Get a client as soon as possible. Get a clear message, and get on stage.
1: <laughs> well, and I was going to transition into when you're working with somebody, what does that look like, and what particularly do you help them to achieve?
0: Yeah. So first of all, we figure out what is that mission that they're on and what is the uniqueness about that. And then we turn that into a marketing message, a really powerful statement that when they say it, people will lean in and go, wow, can you help me with that, that type of message. And once we've got that in place, then we would turn that into a signature talk and a signature talk that is built to convert. So this is not about doing a workshop or a training program or anything, anything like that. This is about, providing value for people through relating to them. So you talk about the problems that people have and the outcomes that would solve that and what it would look like for them. So the human brain thinks in pictures, right? They, they want to feel something. So really that, and that's kind of the hardest thing for speakers to get, especially when they join me a program, because they want to give it all away. They want to you know, give all the the methods and the processes and everything, And I'm like, no, stop doing that, don't do that, (laughs) because people can't take it, they don't understand it, but if you're on the stage and you're talking about the big problems that you have, the consequences of those problems, people are going to be like, oh my god, she gets me, that's me, she's talking about me, oh, I want that, want what she's talking about because they can see it in their mind so you're it's almost like you're giving them a fantasy of what's possible and that inspires people and that lifts people up. And that's what you want to do. You don't want to fire hose them with information. And if you do that and they do feel something and they like you and they like what you have to offer because it's a good offer and it's a clear offer. And it's um, it's not just a discovery session or something boring like that or an ebook. I mean, who wants an ebook? I'm always like amazed at people who think I'm going to give away an ebook. And I'm like, yeah, but who really wants an ebook? Sure, there's some value in the ebook. But if you go up there and say, and you can have my free ebook, everybody's just going to go thanks but no thanks (laughs) so doing that is key right and I think the way that you can do that really well is become an expert in what the problems your clients have like what like having as many sales calls as you can taking the content of those sales calls and using them in your talks like this is real life examples they're telling you about what their life is so that is amazing content then you use that on social media and the thing is I think that I, I often find with that the clients I work with that they're like, no, but should I do something different now? I'm like, no, you only change one thing and that's your audience. You don't change your talk. You keep the same talk and just change your audience. And if people can read, and that's another way that you get good. You get so good at delivering one presentation. So um, that's what I do. And then I show then after we get those things in places, in place, it's all about getting in them on as many stages as possible and inspiring them to look Um, outside their world. So like with Julie, I'm like, well, where do you want to go? She's like, well, Europe. And I'm like, well, let's look at a possibility. So there's nothing more fun for me than actually like Googling like places and looking at events they could speak at globally and then being like, oh, I know these people, you could connect with them and ways in and all of that. And Um, I'm I'm speaking an awful lot right now, I know, but I get very excited about this. I actually created a formula that I I teach my clients on this whole idea of like finding gigs and moving around. Uh, Do you want me to, would you like me to share what it is?
1: Oh, of course (laughs) I would, absolutely.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so, you know, from speaking on stages like all over the world and actually uh, where, where, where this came from was this one time where I was speaking on stage in New York. I was doing an event. I was speaking at the same event as Les Brown. Everybody knows Les Brown. He's like, you know, one of the godfathers of speaking, but I was a huge fan of him when I was like starting out. So I'm speaking at his event. I'm walking around trying not to sweat and trying not to look nervous, but I was really nervous. And I kept thinking something's missing. Like there's so, you know, when you know that you got that feeling like you've lost something or something and then I'm going to my, oh my God, I don't have my shoes. And I'm like, what the hell? So I was like, oh my God. So I ran outside, called an Uber and I'm outside the Sheraton Hotel, Midtown Manhattan and it's hot. It's middle of July. My makeup is starting to slide off my face. I'm like freaking out and I'm looking around. There's all these beautiful cars. And then I saw this really beat out Honda come up to the curb and I was just like, well, that can't be my Uber. And I look away and I'm saying, I look at the app saying arrived and I'm like, and then I look at the number and I'm like, oh God, that is my Uber. (laughs) So it's this beat out car. And I was just like, okay, get over yourself, get in the car. So I get in and to be fair, it was nicer inside than it was out, but it was very beat up, beat up. So we're chatting away and we're driving up time and he goes so what are you doing here and he's chatting away you know uber drivers and i go to get out of the car when we got to the destination michelle and um i was like thank you so much bye and he's like oh excuse me ma'am i was like yeah and he goes could you give me a five-star rating and i was like what he goes could you give me a five-star rating i was like why and he was like well did i not take you where you wanted to go and i was like yeah and he goes well i want to boost my score and I was like, fair enough. So get out of the car and he gave the guy a five-star rating. Why did I do that? <laughs> I did it because he asked for it. And I think that people like so often are like overlooking possibilities to ask for for what they want, especially with speaking. I would say that everybody listening here on this podcast today, if they're interested at all in speaking, they probably have a quarter of a million ask in their phone right now that they're just not asking for it. Either they're afraid because they'll get rejected or they will be thought that they're not good enough or, you know, They just don't realize, which is probably the biggest problem. But I I would say that not asking is the biggest reason why most people are not on more stages. And I always say, if an Uber driver can ask everybody who gets into his beat out Honda for a five-star rating, you don't have to be a five-star speaker to ask for every opportunity that you get to get on stage. So that story, Michelle, that experience then led me to come up with this whole formula around how you actually get gigs. Because I was just like, that guy blew my mind that day. I'm looking at the thing, 5.5 average, and he's driving off in his rickety car. It's like, that is mind-blowing, right? So I came up with this formula called attend, ask, ascend. See, I think that your biggest opportunities to get booked as a speaker is to actually attend events. Show up like yourself. Be who you are, be interested in the people that are there, get to know them, get to know their problems, get to know what they're looking for. And then when you go, when you're interested, when you decide that this is a possibility that you could actually speak at this event, by the time it comes around to you doing the ask, then you're not just asking for a random gig, you're asking to serve the people you've taken time to get to know. And that is a highly, highly high likelihood of getting a yes. Because when an event organizer hears that you know the problems in the room, you know the names of the people in the room, and you took time to even care about their room, they're going to say yes to you just in terms of the law of reciprocity. Right, so once you're doing that you're attending your events you're asking for the opportunities that's when your ascension comes. It doesn't come from just speaking on one stage, it comes from speaking on as many stages as you possibly can. So what I get my clients to do is make sure that they're speaking at least one place every single week, be that live, be be it an actual summit, be it um, on their on their linkedin channels whatever but to be speaking every week because if you can do that you will ascend onto bigger stages and not only that you'll have an ascension into a lifestyle that's beyond your imagination because if you can get good at asking local get for local gigs you'll be able to take that same thing and be able to ask for international gigs do you know how i got that gig in um 2018 in new york Wow. I first decided that I wanted to go to New York.
1: York. <laughs>
0: exactly. I to to New York. Between this date and this date, mm-hmm. so I had the specific dates. So I had the city. I pumped it into Google, and it came up the Global Women's Summit. And I was just like, "Well, what do you know? That is perfect for me. And Les Brown is on the stage." <laughs> And it got the gig like that, because I was able to say, and in town anyway, it would be awesome to come and speak. And they were like, yes, yes, we'd love to have you. So that's actually nice. how that whole, that whole thing, but yeah, super simple at formula, but when you use it really well in your business, you can't fail.
1: Nice, love that. Uh- On so many levels, I love that. And we could go into it. (laughs) We could do a three-day talk just on that aspect of it. But I know you do. So uh, I know that our listeners are going to want more from you. So let's just jump down to there. How do they start their journey with you?
0: Yeah, I think the best thing that your listeners could do is come and hang out with me at one of my challenges. I I do a challenge almost every single month. And the reason I do that is because I want, I want to give people a whole overview of what the speaking world is, what the mission that they can connect with, how they can turn that into a lifestyle. And I think once people can see that, I think that a lot of the fear and a lot of the misunderstanding about speaking goes away, then it's clear. Then it's like you either have a green light for go, or you're just like, actually, that's not really for me. But at least you know. So I put this challenge together to get to know people. To have fun with them and to give them a whole understanding of what the speaking world is about how they can leverage it and how they can use it to have a trotting lifestyle as well so that would be one of the best ways and please if you come through michelle please make sure that you tell me that you heard me on her podcast because that would make me so happy
1: nice we will have the links in the in the descriptions below and things like that but Moyer, we'll give them kind of just the general link i'm totally cool with that how do they start with your challenge how did they get a hold of you
0: yeah, so uh, the link, uh, there's a link open all month long for people who want to join the, the waiting list. And um, other than that, I hang out on Facebook a lot. So friend me on Facebook, that would probably be the best way. And if any of you want a resource around speaking, I literally have a resource about absolutely everything to do with speaking. So if somebody's listening and they have a particular thing like finding gigs or what to say, their speaker sheet, anything like that, just shoot me a message on Facebook and I'd be more than happy to help.
1: And peeps, I've taken the challenge. It is fantastic. Awesome. She has so yes! many airdrops of content. It's insane. I, I've I've paid people for courses that I didn't get as much information as I did in your challenge. So go and sign up for the challenge. The next one that's coming up, go and connect with her on Facebook, LinkedIn, everywhere you possibly can. Again, we'll have her links in the show notes. So just scroll down and, and click on those and go check her out because She's just phenomenal plethora of information. And if you want to figure out how to have an exotic lifestyle and have that exotic lifestyle as a write-off, not just getting paid for it, but also writing them off, it's crazy silly. So uh, yeah, absolutely. Bar none, go talk to Moira and she'll get you set up because we're going to talk more about... um, the mistakes that people make in thinking I don't want to do the same talk over and over again, or, you know, this audience wants that kind of talk and all of those sillinesses that are just keeping you like refrain from making a huge business. So don't go don't do those just go and talk to my room. Mm-hmm. Go. Mm-hmm. So gorgeous I have to ask you at what point in life did you know that you were a special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become an entrepreneur. <laughs>
0: Uh, great question. Uh, I mean, you know, I, I was a youth worker living in London before I became an entrepreneur. And I think I partied myself to the point where I probably could never go to another party again. I was just like, I am so bored of this. There has to be more to life. And I was, I, it's not that, that I had the entrepreneurial path. I didn't even know the entrepreneurial world existed, Michelle. When I went to my first event in Orlando, Florida, there was 500 people jumping up and down and music going. I'm just like, what the hell is this? I was like, I just like, I am home. I am home. I'm not leaving. This is my world. I want to be here. But I really had no clue when I started my business because I just wanted, when I left my job in London, I would just, I would have just done anything just to do anything but the job I had been doing before <laughs> so I was just saying yes to all sorts of work so I had this I think I had more of an idea of a freelance what freelancing was I knew what that was because I was open to doing that but the whole entrepreneurial thing I was just like what and I, I remember somebody actually said oh you've got you've got uh, you're so entrepreneurial and I was kind of I remember me going am I do you think so you know and I was like I think I am and it took me it actually took me a long time to make friends with that word I almost like I didn't deserve to have it or I didn't I was just like oh it sounds a bit fancy I don't know I'm just like you know organizing tours up hills and stuff and Tony here? I don't know how entrepreneurial it is but um and it, it was it was it more it kind of flowed so but I did find um, a diary from when it must've been the year before I left my job. And it said like, what were my, it was like one of those life course, uh, life coaching courses or something. And it was like, you know, what, what would you, what would be your dream be? And I I couldn't actually believe it. It was like to live in, to live in a cottage in the country, to have my own business and to be able to travel the world. I actually got a little bit like um, I see that but I did I, I did actually write that you don't know when you write these things down but it was only recently I was burning all my diaries for the last 10 years that's another story that I found it and I was just like oh my god I don't even actually remember having that moment and what do you know <laughs> this is hey, what this is what's happening Very, I love things down, huh?
1: right absolutely it is and can you give us one of the story kind of one of the funnier follies that you've done as an entrepreneur so something that totally may have screwed up or you felt like it was totally screwed up at the time but afterwards it was like oh man that was funny <laughs>
0: yes i can uh, the, the that event i went to in florida the following year i joined the program And the following year i was on their success panel and it was my very first time on an international stage and to say i was excited i was jumping out of myself And uh, I got on stage and they started to interview me and um, Suzanne was saying, Suzanne Evans, she was like, so Mario, tell everybody what you were doing before you became, before you joined this program and all this. And I was like, oh yeah, well I was selling tours in Donegal and and I started talking, Suzanne was like, okay, stop the event, everybody stop, stop, stop. Moira did not say turds. Everybody <laughs> in the room thought I said <laughs> I was selling turds. <laughs> she was like, Moira used to sell tours. <laughs> it was because my thick accent. Everybody could have, I noticed a bit of a lull in the room when I said it. And I was like, okay, what's wrong with those people? <laughs> I thought I was selling turds.
1: There are a lot of sheep in Ireland. It could help. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my God, word. that's good.
0: <laughs> no, that's entrepreneurial.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> My brother and sister, when they were 15, used to try and sell manure on the side of the road, but <laughs> it just it didn't work out. <laughs> Hilarious. I love it. Bye. You are awesome. I absolutely love and adore speaking to you. Uh, and I know how valuable your time is. So thank you so much for being here with us today.
0: Oh my God. It was so much fun. I always love talking to you and hopefully your
1: listeners enjoyed it. Absolutely. They did. Any last words for our peeps? Oh, last words
0: for your peeps. I'm like, just do it already. Stop thinking about it. Just do it. Blow your own mind. Like just go do it. You will not regret it.
1: Absolutely. Peeps, this is Michelle Nedelec. Absolutely. Be sure to subscribe to the show and share with your friends. We'd love to have you and we love helping you grow and scale your business.
0: Are you running a business over seven figures but still struggling with technology headaches? Pay attention. You do not want to miss this offer. This podcast episode is brought to you by Awareness Strategies, who is offering a custom-built digital adoption roadmap for anyone running a business over seven figures who's wanting to grow their business in the next five years. And it's not just a roadmap. They offer full implementation as well. If that scares the out of view. Check out awarenessstrategies.com forward slash roadmap for more
1: details today. The links in the show's notes. Don't regret not doing this. Do it now. That's awarenessstrategies.com slash roadmap.